Right. See here, I think we're good. All right, and we're live. I'm toxic, she's masculine, together we are toxic masculinity. Uh, do you have anything to say to the to the fans here, to the to the whatever it is, four people watching, Valeria? Oh, we are live. Okay. We <laughs> <laughs> we are live. We are live. Okay. What 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 uh, what's up? What's up with you? Well, I'm doing great. You're doing great. I'm doing great as well. Uh, let's Darling, see. What's what? Turn your monitor. Turn my monitor. Oh, good call. Good call. Always something wrong when you tune in to toxic masculinity. We, 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 we retain our position as the least professional show on YouTube. Let's see. I had an idea for a joke, but I think I've lost my, my place here. Let's see here. Uh, yes. All right. I found it. Joke of the day for all three or four people on the chat. Joke is, it's not Biden's fault he's a bad president. He was never even elected. Did you switch camera on you? Oh, good lord. <laughs> oh, darling, you didn't move this light. Should I? It's always supposed to be here. I'll, I'll beat her later. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, no, no, no. Yes, yes, because you see, otherwise, the shadow of the microphone, it's all messed up. See, now there's no Valeria there because she's come to help me. She's a good wife. There she is, right into frame. All right, well, should we just get straight into the news? Yep. See what's going on? Jay Heath says, hello, Chris and Valeria. Hello, Jay Heath. Hello, salty JD Coke. <laughs> I assume that's how you pronounce your last name. Did you have your opening segment was toxic masculinity? I did not. Oh, thanks for the reminder, darling. All right, and now for my majestic intro. You ready, guys? Toxic masculinity. Oh yes, oh, yes. Toxic masculinity. All right, shall we? Shall we do the first story? Hello. Somebody's saying that image is not clear. That's not good, is it? Let's see. Open widget. Warning, the stream's bitrate is lower than the recommended bitrate. We recommend that you use a stream with a higher bitrate, 95,000. Okay, let's go ahead and look at that. Maybe we can fix something here. Stream. Let's see, stream is... Da -da 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 -da. Cannot change the stream settings while, whilst I'm live. Okay, what? Well, it doesn't look too bad to me, but... Um, we'll just we'll just deal with it for now, and then we'll we'll fix it for the next one. Okay. Repeating jokes already. Mark in Alberta. I did not do that joke already. I protest that criticism. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Valeria, first yes. story. Let's do it. Michael Murray says Texas don't deserve vaccine. Oh, Michael Moore. Texans. Texans. Michael Moore. Michael Moore. Michael Moore, not Moray says Texans don't deserve the vaccine. Yeah, this is completely insane. So Michael Moore, the filmmaker, uh, also known as Disgusting Fat Old Man, uh, director Michael Moore slammed Texas for its decision to reopen the state and remove its mask mandate in a series of tweets on Wednesday, writing that the Lone Star State no longer needs our precious vaccine. 
Texas, we hear you. You didn't want to be part of our electrical grid. And now you've removed your mask mandate and are allowing large crowds to gather. We hear you. COVID is a hoax. So you don't need our precious vaccine. We'll send it to people who are saving lives by wearing masks. Moore wrote in a tweet. That was quickly ratioed by a slew of responses calling the remarks insensitive. Not only insensitive, completely insane. Yes, we must and will find a way to vaccinate the, uh, the poor and people of color in Texas to Texans who say, hey, it's not me, it's the governor. Well, then impeach and remove him. We're tired of this. Don't mess with Texas. Happy to oblige. Uh, he, he doesn't want to mess with Texas. He wants to leave Texas alone and uh, let them die of COVID, apparently. Uh, the tweets come after Governor Abbott opened up the state, blah, 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 blah. But see, here's the problem with Michael Moore's insane rantings. It's like he, he clearly doesn't know how vaccines work. That's not a vaccine. It's MRA. You, you mean M because it's an experimental yeah. vaccine? It is an experimental vaccine. We, we can say that. But it still functions the same way as a vaccine. But th this guy clearly doesn't understand how vaccines work because vaccines aren't meant necessarily to to protect yourself from a virus. Although they, they do have that function, obviously. But when it comes to viruses in particular that target specific demographics, right? They have a particularly strong effect on a particular demographic. If I'm not in that demographic, if I'm not morbidly obese or old and I, t I take the vaccine. I'm not taking it for me. I'm taking it for older people that I might run into if I were to, say, catch the, the COVID, COVID virus. I wouldn't want to infect them and kill them. So it would be something I would be doing for other people, right? And look, th there's this bizarre idea on the left that people on the right believe that coronavirus is a hoax or COVID is a hoax. And there are some of those people. I think there are probably those people on the left and the right. There are people that are very much into conspiracy theories. They think that, you know, that all the world governments have conspired together to create a hoax vaccine, stuff like that. But that is not a typical belief on the right by any stretch of the imagination. I would say that as many people on the right believe that, that COVID is a real, a real serious, you know, virus as do on the left. You know, the the number of cons like crazy conspiracy theorist types on the right are, I think, probably even less than, than are on the left. So, yeah, no, nobody's not taking COVID seriously. Um, his, his, his idea is like, oh, people on the right don't believe COVID's a real thing, so I guess you don't need the vaccine. Nobody's saying that, dude. And also, like, everybody on the left, and we talked about this in the previous video, it's like everybody on the left seems to think that if you don't wear three masks... Two. Sorry. Two masks. Don't go too far, please. Don't, 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 cor give, don't, don't correct me, woman. Don't, don't give them an idea. <laughs> don't correct me, woman. Can you please don't give them an idea about three masks? They, they, I've heard three. They've said three. There have been reports of people insisting that three is a good... I'll, I'll show them to you when we're off the air. Okay. Okay? All right. Wives. You believe it? Always, always just, you know, beating you down. Anyway, so... Uh, <laughs> So, so two or, or three masks, uh, if you're not locked down completely 100% of the time, well, then you're trying to kill grandma. Well, maybe actually we're trying to make money so that we can buy grandma, you know, some, some nice stuff. Maybe we're trying to prolong grandma's life by giving her better health care because we have a good job. Maybe that's what we're doing, you moron. 
you, you got these people who who uh, they they don't recognize the value of money. They don't recognize the value of having any kind of like social interaction. They don't realize the the value of having a high quality of life because people like like Michael Moore they're not affected by any of this stuff. Right? He's a documentary filmmaker. He has a podcast. He does that kind of stuff. None of the COVID restrictions affect him in any way whatsoever. Uh, it's not like he has to get to the gym anyway. Have you seen him? He, that man's never been to a gym in his life. Have you seen this guy? Do you know who this guy is? No. Look at Fortunately. Him. <laughs> look, look at him. Look at that. The man's like 600 pounds. He doesn't care about going to the gym. Yeah, of course, you don't care. All he cares is that everybody else wears masks and stays inside so that he doesn't catch the disease because he's morbidly obese. Okay, well, well, maybe you should want the gyms to open, Michael Moore, so you wouldn't be so, uh, you know, so vulnerable. All right, anyway, this guy's a piece of garbage. Everybody knows it. I don't want to waste any more time on him. Let's move on to the next story. <laughs> that was easy for me. Okay. Do you, do you have anything to say about it? No. Okay. I already said I did, everything. I didn't think you would. All right. Moving on to the next story. Amazon removes writings of Justice Clarence Thomas. Clarence Thomas. Clarence yeah. Thomas. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, oh, shoot. Did I? What did you do? I didn't open that one. Hold on a second. I got to I gotta grab that one. possible, the... Chris? Come on, man. <laughs> uh, give me a second. There we go. Can... All right. All and right. I think I camera it. is still on me. That's okay. People like looking at you. You're pretty. All right. Moving on to the Justice Clarence Thomas thing. All right. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll go to this one. All right. So Amazon pulls Justice Clarence Thomas dock as censorship of conservatives con uh, content continued. Now, this guy is a Supreme Court justice. This doesn't even make any sense at all. All right. Amazon continues to generate headlines for canceling content that does not coincide with his liberal politics. And Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas appears to be its latest victim. Documentary film about Thomas created equal, Clarence Thomas in his own words, was removed from Amazon's streaming service last month, and the filmmaker said that he was never given an explanation. What Amazon has done is a disservice to anyone black or white who is interested in the rich history of black Americans, Wall Street Journal col columnist uh, Jason L. Riley wrote, uh, wrote about this decision. The film features extensive interviews with Thomas and chronicles his journey from the depths of poverty to, to the Supreme Court and everything in between including his contentious confirmation hearings, where Anita Hill accused him of sexual harassment. But Joe Biden, who was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee during the hearings, uh, the hearings that riveted the nation, grilled Anita Hill in archival footage used in the films. Oh, so they think this is why. Because it actually makes Joe Biden look bad. I didn't have time to read this particular it's article. It's not possible to make Joe Biden look bad. <laughs> That's not possible. What are you talking about? Darling. Oh, yeah. say, say, say that again in the in the in the perfectly serious tone that you said it just a moment ago that I missed on camera. Chris. Yeah. It's not possible to make Joe Biden looks bad. That you know what? I am so sorry, people. My wife is right. It is that what what a foolish thing for me to say. But uh, yes, but but that's the fear apparently. The fear is that they're going to make Joe Biden look bad. That's amazing. So I hadn't read this article. I didn't have time to read it before we got on the air today. I just had read the headline. This is fascinating. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay. Amazon did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Filmmaker 
Michael Pack told the Wall Street Journal he was never offered an explanation as to why Amazon removed it. Our distributor, who is the one that made the deal with Amazon, has repeatedly asked them for explanations, but they haven't given any. They have the right to pull anything from their site that they don't, um, and they don't have to give an explanation, he continued. So it's not a contract violation, but many people have complained that they haven't uh, put it back up. A search for Amazon Prime for, quote, created equal, unquote, turns up a uh, 2017 movie by the same name about an attorney suing the Catholic Church. A 1980s television series, Free to Choose, Anita speaking the truth, truth to power <laughs> about Hill and, quote, confirmation, end quote, a 2016 HBO movie about Hill's accusations. So it's like, so Anita Hill, I don't know if you're aware of the whole situation, but Clarence Thomas was um, nominated for the Supreme Court. He was a, he was he's black, mm -hmm. so that was kind of a profound thing. But he's also um, a conservative, so a lot of leftists didn't want him on the court. And so this woman, Anita Hill, came out and said that um, that he had sexually harassed her, and so therefore he shouldn't be uh, be a Supreme Court nominee. Basically, exactly the same thing that happened with Kavanaugh. Exactly the same. They had the whole kind of same thing, and. Obviously, Anita Hill, well, okay, either she was lying or she was making a really big deal out of nothing. And it's, I mean, she was also black, so they couldn't accuse her of being racist or anything like that. But um, it seemed to most conservatives like this is some kind of a smear job, right? It seemed like to most conservatives like they were trying to smear uh, uh, Clarence Thomas because they didn't want, like the left didn't want conservatives to have the first black Supreme Court justice on the court so we you know and nobody ever talks about that but that's kind of a, a profound thing to have happened but anyway he got in and he's been a supreme court, court justice ever since and uh yeah he's been great he's a good guy um but uh now they've taken that documentary off their streaming service because um one i think i think the main reason is because it makes joe biden look bad that's what it seems like to me but also, I think it, it also kind of indicates, because they've, when you search for it, you see Anita Hill's side of the story, right? You see another documentary, sh like, that indicates that she was, she's telling the truth and that Clarence Thomas wasn't. Um, anyway, just another bit of, you know, big tech hating conservatives and loving the left and suppressing content. And, and ladies and gentlemen, let me just say, when, when you control information... That's when things start to shift in a culture in, in a way that is authoritarian, right? So I was talking to Valeria a little while ago about this. This is what they did in Russia, right? I asked her how – I'll ask her now. Hey, Valeria, how many people in the Soviet Union do you think believed in the communist idea, believed in the Soviet Union? Well, not much. No, now, not, not much. But at the time, at the height of the Soviet well, Union – Well, I've – I have no idea, because <laughs> right. I didn't live well, in the okay, Soviet Union. Well, okay, so this this whole attempt to get Valeria to say what I wanted failed miserably. But the the last time I asked her, I said, "How many people believed believed in the Soviet Union?" And she said, "Everyone." You said everyone followed the the dictates and believed in the. Are you are you changing your well, mind now? Well, some some old people who lived in USSR they no, no, still no no, I, no no I'm saying think... back in the USSR mm -hmm. at the time of the USSR, how many people believed in the the ussr a lot probably yeah, yeah prob prob probably most if not yeah and i asked her why 
And she said that was the only idea that people had. People didn't know anything outside of, of that. And that's what they're trying to do in America now, right? If, if you only know critical race theory, right? If you only know this neo-Marxist idea about stuff, if you only know uh, uh, these bizarre ideas about power structures and you don't really hear any counter-arguments, then all you believe, all you know, is what they're telling you. And so when Amazon and YouTube, what, what's funny? My friend, she's a history teacher. So she said approximately 80%, the rest of that move out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. okay. That's cool. Um, you, you would have, uh, yeah, any, anyway, so, so unless, you're, unless you're getting a broad spectrum of ideas, you're only going to believe what they tell you to believe because that's the only thing you've heard. That's the only thing that you know. That's what they do in China. That's what they used to do in USSR. All these authoritarian, you know, dictatorial countries, they dictate what you know so that you can't have any ideas beyond what they're, they're telling you. That's why the constriction of information, the, the blocking of political ideas, that's why that is so dangerous. All right, I'm clearly being mocked by my wife because she's over here <laughs> on, in the corner laughing. You're not being mocked. All right, what's going on? What's going on? Yeah, she told me she was reading, she had to read a Lenin's, like, diary or something. Like, uh -huh. So this is how she knows how many people believed in this. Ah, why, why were you laughing at that? <laughs> because she said I'm, I'm embar embarrassing her. Ah, oh, oh, that's great. I love that. I love that. That's adorable. All right, darling, why don't we move on to the next story? Canada's quarantine hotels backfire as people starved. I think you missed one. No, it's oh. a third one. That's the third one. Okay, well, maybe I got these out of order. That's fine. All right, let's have a look at that one. I'll Canada's beat you later. quarantine. Sorry, what? I'll beat you later. I can't hear you. I will beat you later. Oh, she's going to beat me later. All right, yeah, you know, it happens. All right. Canada's quarantine hotels backfire as people starve. Now, I didn't know about this. Actually, some, uh, somebody on Twitter actually sent me this uh, a story. Um, let's see here. Who sent me this? Lauren. Uh, let's see. What's her name? Lauren Delaguna. So you can follow her on Twitter. She's got some good information. She posts some great stuff. She sent me this. Uh, Canada's quarantine hotels backfire as people starve. So what they're doing in Canada is if you travel to Canada, that you have to quarantine for three days. Oh, three days is not bad. It's not bad, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous. You shouldn't have to quarantine for three days. I don't understand why three days. Usually it's like 10 days or two weeks. Uh, that's only if you, that's like, you're talking about, uh, compared to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Hawaii is crazy. Um, let's see. A couple of weeks ago, the Canadian government introduced a new set of rules forcing international air travelers to quarantine in hotels for three days upon arrival. Um, because, see, like, I don't even think that they have a thing where you can say, I've been tested. I think it's just no matter what across the board, you have to stay in a hotel for three days if you travel to Canada. Yeah. Like in Hawaii, you can get a test, COVID test, within, I think, something like 24 hours before you fly. 72. 72 hours before you fly. Yeah. And if you have a negative re result, you can go into Hawaii and it's fine. That's how they fix that. Mm -hmm. But if you go to Hawaii and you don't have the, the COVID test, you have to quarantine for like two weeks or something. Ten days. Yeah. And, and they actually, before they had, they had that for everybody, before they in implemented this testing system. But yeah, uh, Canada has just implemented this. 
which I feel like it's a little late now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but anyway, let's see here. Uh, the plan has since backfired after a series of endless chaotic setbacks, including food shortages and even alleged sexual assaults. Um, Vancouver's local radio station, CKWX, report, reports travelers have become upset at Sheraton Gateway Hotel in Toronto after they waited hours for their meals. Um, somebody whose name I can't pronounce, who traveled outside of Canada to visit her father, said she waited hours for food only to receive nothing more than a flimsy piece of salmon. Barely a meal. She also said there was no water, there was no fork or knife, no utensils, no salt, pepper, nothing. Uh, Twitter, Twitter user Raymond Truesdale commented the frustration between travelers at the Toronto Hotel and staff. Truesdale said, here at the Sheraton Hotel uh, Airport Terminal 3, they were, they were ill-prepared for this three-day quarantine. No kitchen staff, no food. Um, and they say no water. People, uh, people have to come to lobby, to lobby boondoggle. If they say no water, people have to come to love. I don't know what that means exactly. Um, but they've got some videos here, which I haven't actually looked at. Do you want to see Do you want to see what they're doing? Yeah. This might be interesting. I understand that. And we are not that fast to be fair. I understand that. You should have asked my blood at home. Yes. And we find out Well, that lady did not seem happy. So you can't leave hotel for three days. You have to be yep. in your room for three days. I mean, days. it doesn't seem like the most chaotic thing I've ever seen, but it doesn't seem nice. It seems like people are pretty unhappy. Oh, there we go. There's a nice be beans and rice. This is what they're serving in the quarantine hotel. Hotel Sheraton Gateway Airport, Toronto. $50. Oh, wow. You are kidding me. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that, guys. $50 ordered at 4 p.m. Got delivered at 10 p.m. So they got it six hours late. 50 bucks. And it's beans and rice. Is that real? That is why there's such a delay for six hours delay i don't know but i guess because people are trapped there and they can't leave so they're they don't mind giving them bad service or maybe there's too many people i, I don't really know it's crazy look if people are healthy look guys governments of the world joe biden uh trudeau all of you morons listen up if people are healthy they don't need to be quarantined. They don't need to wear masks. They don't need any of that crap. All right. The only reason they don't even need to socially distance. They don't need to follow any of that bull crap that you've done. If a person does not have coronavirus, they don't need to follow any of those rules because it's not going to help anything. You're not going to get somebody sick if you don't have a virus already. All right. If you're not sick, if you're healthy, you don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to social distance. You don't have to be in quarantine. These people have gone insane. People have gone insane. All right, next story. Uh, unless you want to say something. Do you want to say something? No. Uh, no, no, I want you to say something. I want you to say something. <laughs> okay, French health workers say no to vaccine. French health workers. Yeah, this is an interesting story. Um, did, did you not get the cat in the hat stuff? Cat, what? Cat in the hat. The, uh, the Dr. Seuss stuff. Is there no Dr. Seuss stuff on there? There's no Dr. Seuss stuff. All right, well, I will announce this story because 
I, I don't know. I guess I failed to send this to Valeria in the list. Um, Ban Dr. Seuss books. Hold on. Let me. This is the story here. All right. Let me go back. All right. eBay scraps canceled Dr. Seuss books from their website. To me, this is one of the most egregious things that I've seen all week, right? Not only, not only. Swish camera. To what? Ah, I thought that's on me. <laughs> no, no. All right. Thank you for making this show one of the most professional programs on the air, Valeria. Another, another beautiful. That's what I have to do. Beautiful moment here at Toxic Masculinity. All right. So, not only can we not get these books on Amazon, not only can we not get these books uh, from you know the Doctor Seuss, the people who publish Doctor Seuss have decided they're not producing certain books because they're racist. Um, but now you can't even sell the books you have on Amazon. This is mental. Okay, so just just the other day. The books were selling for like insane amounts of money. Uh, if I ran the zoo, it was selling for six seventy. Mulberry Street two hundred two. I imagine that's gone way up. Uh, on Beyond Zebra two twenty. This one scrambled eggs and super. Uh, scrambled eggs super. See, I don't know. I never had these books when I was a kid. I only had like, I think I had this one. But anyway, so um. This one's 202, and over here on in this story, let's see here. It said that there was one book, I can't find it now, that was like selling for thousands. Let's see here. On on Amazon, on Amazon, you could get first editions of this one, McGilliot's Pool, for 1,250. See, first editions are different though. First editions are always expensive. Oh, mm -hmm, yeah. But I do think that they that this is obscene. I mean, this is crazy expensive. And uh, but anyway, so now now even if like say you have one of these old Dr. Seuss books and you want to sell it on eBay, you're not allowed to sell it on eBay. Well, people always will find a way to sell. Yeah, what for, they have. for sure, but most people go to eBay when they want to mm -hmm. buy and sell their stuff like this is unbelievable can you I mean, sell it on facebook hold on hold on let me go to ebay real quick i want to show you guys something i i don't know if this is true but let me just check let me just check let me just check let me just check okay there we go nazi flags you can buy your nazi flags there we go Patriotic Russian flag. That's not a Russian flag. That's a Soviet flag. This is USSR flag. Russian flag. Russia. These are pictures of Russian flags, I think. I mean, of Nazi flags. Here we go. Swastika stamp. Not Nazi stamp. So you can buy, and these are relatively cheap. Three bucks. I could get a Nazi stamp. A real Nazi stamp from real Nazi Germany. Legit. Three bucks on here. I can't buy a Dr. Seuss book. Mind exploding. Okay, hold on. Let me let me check some other stuff here. Let me check some of the uh, some some of the other stuff here. What do they call those little? Um, let's see, black doll. <laughs> they have these little dolls. There we go. Okay, here we go. They have these dolls from like the old times with like the red lips, the sort of caricature old black dolls. I can't find I can't find any on here, but I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure I could find them if I knew the name. Somebody write the name in the comments of those black caricature type folks um my grandmother used to not my grandmother my great aunt used to collect 
black dolls, and some of them seemed, by modern standards, pretty racist. But she she had no she had no racist idea about it. She just liked black dolls for some reason, and some of them had these caricature white lips or red lips, you know. Um, yeah. So you got Soviet flags. You got well, this is not this is not this is an anti. There's some anti uh, swastika flags. Those are, that's, but but yeah, you can get swastika flags. You can get pictures of of this stuff. You get stamps from Nazi Germany. Uh, let's see, let's see. Just put Nazi. Let's just put Nazi and see what happens. See what we get. There we go. Nazi uh, coins. That's kind of. I, I mean, I like coins, so I think that's actually kind of fascinating. But uh, yeah, you can get all kinds of Nazi stuff. I'm, I wonder if you get a Nazi helmet. That's interesting because I I used to see those in markets in in london yeah there you go you can get a world war ii nazi helmet it's a golly golly wog golly wog boom thank you golly wog boom boom you can get all this stuff i think golly wog might be like a particular series of them um but yeah you can get this kind of stuff and get that kind of imagery it's a doll like character right what's that it's a doll-like character. Well, this is one of them. There were a lot of different kinds of these oh, black mm -hmm. figures, but this is a perfect example. So you can get that, but you can't get Dr. Seuss, who was an anti-racist. He was an anti-racist, but you can get this. Now, I don't necessarily think that this that the person who wrote this was, was racist either, but certainly this is something that would, I imagine, be more outrageous to, to people's sensibilities than... <laughs> than uh, than Dr. Seuss. I mean, it's ridiculous. Oh, you can get rare Luftwaffe flight gloves. It's can so you bizarre. can you type Dr. Seuss and see if you can buy something? Yeah, let's go, Dr. Seuss. I mean, you can definitely buy stuff, um, but Dr. Seuss, you just can't buy those certain books. I think it's like that. Let's see. So you can buy you can buy Dr. Seuss. You know. Um, you just can't buy the ones that they've decided that are on the list of evil books because they're racist, right? But again, you can buy a German World War II helmet. Ooh, that one's kind of neat because it's like battle damaged. Either that or it was just sitting in a barn for a long time and got all rusted out. Um, God, look, that is actually pretty fascinating. I love historical stuff. You know, I, I get that this is kind of sensitive because it's like, but it is fascinating. But you can buy legit Nazi paraphernalia but you cannot buy Dr. Seuss books. The world has gone mad. Okay. Okay, sorry guys. Next story. Okay, once again, French health workers say no <laughs> to vaccine. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Okay, yeah, so this is interesting. And look, I'm not covering this because I'm taking a position for or against the vaccine. Um, I actually think the vaccine is probably safe. Valeria thinks it's terrible. Um, you know, we're, we're, we haven't taken it. We don't plan on taking it. But uh, it's not something I would discourage you from, from doing. I believe in vaccines. Even this experimental one, I think, is probably uh, not a bad thing to do. I, I'm not going to encourage anybody to take it. I'm not going to discourage anybody to take it. I'm just saying I don't think it's unsafe. Valeria does think it might be unsafe. She's more concerned than I am. But the, the point is that there are people with legitimate concerns about the vaccine around the world. And in this particular instance, it looks like many of the, it says half of French home health workers say that they will resist taking the vaccine. 
it's kind of a them. lot. Aren't they like required to take it? So, yeah, I think there is a, an attempt to require them to take it. And uh, and also there are uh, caregivers in other countries who are also refusing to give it in even higher numbers. Let's let's have a read here. Astounding new figures about uh, out of France suggest that... Uh, suggest, huh, okay. Again, I should have read more Dr. Seuss growing up because I clearly <laughs> cannot read. Let's try this again. Astounding new figures out of France suggest what is no doubt a broader global trend of hesitancy and skepticism when it comes to the current big push to vaccinate all. Um, Reuters, in covering the, vac the counties... The counties... I've, lo I've lost my ability to read. The country's vaccine rollout finds that merely ar uh, around half the health workers in French care homes do not want to be vaccinated, even after many of these routine, routinely... Okay. Uh, even after many of these people routinely witness the ravages of COVID-19 on the elderly and the infirm. Uh, there's a complete loss of trust, one home health worker and trade union representative was cited in the report as saying, reflecting the resistance... Re reflecting the resistance to the growing pressure put on often underpaid staff in difficult working conditions who are being ordered to get vaccinated, lest they uh, risk the safety and the health of elderly patients. And another reflected on, sorry, another reflected a common answer of, I'm going to wait a bit. Which, you know, waiting a bit, I think that's a sensible thing to do, you know. Just to make sure there's no side effects, you know, after What do you mean waiting a bit? You 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 will have to wait like several years. One, two, I three. I mean if you're nervous, if you're so do you nervous. Know how long side effects can it's it can take like up to five years. Yeah, I mean if, if you're genuinely concerned that there's gonna be like long term effects, then you you're probably just not gonna take it. You know, and I think that that's probably quite a large segment of the population who feels that way. Let's see here. The intense skepticism and pushback stems from the fact that both governments uh, that it's both the government that's reportedly underpaying them while also demanding they get the jab. Um, Reuters presents a common refrain among the front-line caregivers as follows. Marie-France Boudre, who works in a French home for the elderly, watched a patient suffocate to death in front of her because COVID-19 had infected his lungs. When her employer offered her a vaccination against the virus, the nurse hesitated. Well, I've got some doubts, said Boudre, 48 years old. I prefer to wait. The trend is also being observed across Europe, raising deep concerns uh, among health officials that the elderly population remains at great risk to the degree that large portions of health workers refuse to, or at least uh, refuse, or at least delay the jab. Uh, the report offers, as nearby examples, Germany and Switzerland, where resistance to the vaccine among home health care staff could be even greater than in France. In Germany, care home operator uh, Benevit Group surveyed staff in November and found only 30% wanted to get vaccinated, writes Reuters. So, yeah, so people throughout Europe are, are like, kind of scared of this vaccine. And uh, Valeria's looking at me right now like she's saying, I told you so. I told you. I'm right. I told right. you. <laughs> See? There we I go. told there you. We you don't remember? No, of course. Of course you've told me. Of course. I've, I've actually mentioned it on the show just now. Were you not listening to the report that I gave? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so point is... There is a lot of concern out there. Whether that's a good thing, whether that's a bad thing, I don't know. You guys choose for yourself. I'm just reporting the news. All right. Uh, do we have any more stories, darling? We have one more stories, but I think first we need to answer this $10 question. Oh, we've got a $10 question. $10 question. Touching. Thank you so much. Can you read it? Because I think some words are difficult for me to All right. pronounce. Uh, okay. It's the, the R heretic. Um, it says, uh, can you shill me? Question mark. 
I talk about uh, sorry, I talk about less covered but pertinent current events. Just did a video on the death of Ashley Babbitt now on Rumble, uh, and and on YouTube next week. Links in uh, in Rumble to BitChute. Uh, and in the description, why not the R heretic? Uh, you didn't put a link to your channel here, uh, or tell us what your channel is. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to watch his show, it sounds like a good show actually. Uh, I will probably actually watch that, the R heretic. So okay. I'm gonna have a look when we're done with this show. I will watch your show. Um, okay, so let's go back to is, to okay. your camera. Well, no, I, well, you need to read the last story. <laughs> okay. Manhattan luxury homeowners sell properties at loss. Yeah, so this is fascinating. Manhattan luxury homeowners are selling their property properties at a loss. Manhattan luxury condo frenzy. How much? Few... How much? I want to know how much. Yeah. <laughs> why you want to buy a, a condo in New well, York? Well, if the market is crashing, why wouldn't you want to buy like? I think a lot of these condos are millions. I don't know if we have the money for that, sweetie. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Manhattan, too bad your parents aren't rich. You can call call up your folks. Daddy, we want to buy a condo in New York. Uh, sadly, I, I didn't marry a, an heiress of any kind. I married an ordinary girl. Uh, let's see here. Manhattan luxury condo, uh, uh, the, the Man Manhattan's luxury condo frenzy petered out a few years ago. Owners are taking, uh, sorry. Owners are taking realized losses as they offload properties at steep Losses. That was not a particularly well-written sentence, but uh, you get the idea. A prime example of this is the pending deal at 551 West 21st Street, where two units listed for a combined $26 million found a buyer after a couple of years and uh, on and off the market, according to Bloomberg, who cited data from brokerage Ol Olson Realty. The owner initially acquired the property uh, in 2016 for $31.3 and then attempted to flip it for $40 million the following year. With no success, the owner is expected to realize a 17% loss on the on the properties once the trans transaction is completed. Uh, Manhattan's luxury condo market peaked a few years ago and has since developed into a nightmare for sellers. Massive supply is quickly eroding the values uh, as inventory builds. In early 2020, half of all new luxury condo units constructed after 2015 in the borough were unsold. Uh, a confluence of macroeconomic headwinds as well as uh, SALT deduction caps and transfer taxes cooled the market. Then came the big bad pandemic that wreaked even more hav havoc in the borough. Um, let me see here. So, now here, here's I think where we're talking. With Mayor Bill de Blasio doing everything he possibly could to drive both businesses like Goldman Sachs and individual citizens out of the city, the effects of this colossal mismanagement and the, and the general cluelessness have come at a loss, even for some wealthy elites who bought luxury condos in the, in, in the last several years, thinking that they could flip the units for a quick buck. Many have transformed into bag holders, or recently they want out and are willing to take realized losses. I mean, this is essentially a story about how badly mismanaged New York is, right? Like, you should always be able to make money in New York buying real estate. Uh, buying and selling real estate because it should always be people moving into New York. People should always want to live there, right? It's a great place to, for economic growth. It's a it's a great place for a lot of things. And um, you know, I used to live in New York. I, I there were things I loved about it. There's things I didn't love about it. I was I was desperately poor at the time, so it was a little bit tough. But um, but yeah, it's it you know it's got it's definitely got an interesting character. I've taken you to New York fairly recently. 
What did you think of it? Well, I... It's nice. But I don't think I would want to leave there because it's super freezing in winter. At least when we were there, it was a bit cold. Yeah, but but uh, actually when we were there, um, it was COVID. And so there was very few people. It was almost it was almost like the streets were like empty. And uh, it was fantastic. We could just walk around. We went to one of the best restaurants we've ever been to. Um, you know, there, there's things about the city that are really nice, really beautiful, really amazing. Um, but somebody like de Blasio running that city absolutely destroyed it during covid the lockdowns the you know <laughs> you know they, they they implemented all these laws that just chase people out of the city people don't even want to live there anymore and you've got homelessness is a huge problem you've got uh, crime is now a huge problem it didn't used to be i mean they had um they had basically fixed the city under um under um you guys know who i'm talking about <laughs> trump's lawyer who's trump's lawyer uh oh my gosh yeah yeah giuliani not... julie <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. i don't remember names no good um yeah uh, rudy giuliani used to be the mayor of new york uh and uh larry did not know that yeah and he made the city amazing the city was an amazing place when, when he was running the city and then um now you know de blasio's in there with his like you know woke daughter telling him what to do and he just destroyed the city and th this is just uh what would you call this? This is just like a warning to Democrats, like, or, or just to people around the country. If you vote Democrats into office, they will ruin your city. Do not vote for Democrats, guys. They will ruin your city. I, I don't understand. I don't understand why anyone would vote for de Blasio. I don't know why anyone would vote for Cuomo. I don't understand why anyone are would you, vote for any of these. Are you even sure they be, they, those, whatever, de Blasios and other people, they've been fairly voted for? Like, oh no you think I'm they were sure. like chosen by people i don't think so but but the thing about that is new york is a very blue area the city of new york city of new york is very blue well, if you're very blue and then get what you deserve <laughs> don't complain <laughs> why are you complaining and and those people who and those people who live in new york who live in new york uh, and they are like, oh, this place is getting so terrible. This uh, management so terrible. Let's move somewhere. Oh, what about Florida? Let's vote for blue there. Mm -hmm. Don't. It's like you know, don't don't California my Texas kind right. of stuff. Right. I have a I have a girl like this that I know. She lived in LA for a long time. She moved to New York while pandemic. And she is anti-Trump. Uh -huh. She's pro-Democrat. She's like, oh, Trump is bad. Trump is evil. And Republicans are terrible and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, oh, if I would buy a house, I would buy it in Florida. Oh, go F yourself. Go back to your New York. <laughs> right. That you so like so much in love with New York. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. are pro Democrats then leave in blue state. Why would you? Why would you want to buy a house or move to a red state? Well, it's tough. My, you know, my thinking is I don't think Democrats really realize that it's their policies that ruin places, which is bizarre to me. You know, it's it's you know they used to have this saying like um, the 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 definition of sanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Which, by the way, is not the definition of insanity. I hate that expression. It's the definition of persistence, people, but whatever. Anyway, um, somebody needs a dictionary. 
<laughs> That's probably me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, but the, but you know, there is this idea that you you know you should you should see that there's a there's a grain of truth in that saying, right? And the grain of truth is that uh, if you if you can't perceive that what you're doing isn't working to where you have to change it up, you know, you're basically doomed to failure. You need to to be able to. <sighs> You need to be somewhat introspective in life, you know. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day about having kids. You know, we, we don't have kids, obviously, but I, what I do have you mean noticed... don't have kids. There's <laughs> one in the bathroom. Okay, we have one crying child named Aston that we, we lock in the bathroom because we're we're cruel. But um, when you have kids, your kids pick up a lot of your habits. They just copy you. And a lot of people they don't they're not aware of their bad habits until their kids pick them up and then they're thinking, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing? You know, I'm a horrible person." And it kind of forces you to be introspective. Now, I I've, I'm actually pretty introspective just generally. I I like thinking about what I'm doing and, and thinking about that kind of stuff, but a lot of people they I don't think they do. I think a lot of people never really think about who they are, what they do, what their beliefs are, you know, if they're hypocrites, if they're not. And I think one thing that Democrats don't think about is like, I've elected somebody who's ruined my city. I've elected somebody who's ruined my state. They're not necessarily, excuse me, recognizing, they're not making, they're not um, identifying the pattern of, of problems. They're not seeing that, oh, every time a Democrat is elected, we have all these problems. Every time a Republican is elected in a particular area, excuse me, that place tends to do better. And so... They, they don't have that recognition. They don't think, oh, this is, a, this is a sort of maybe indirect result of my actions voting for a Democrat. They don't, they don't think about it like that. And that's, uh-oh, well, we got the heater going on. <laughs> you want to go turn it off? All right, but I think we're done, yeah? One second, I'm going to... I can turn it off. Um, I think that's it for the news. Do you want to start reading... Uh... Oh, just in time. We have a $5 question from hey, William Merchant. William Merchant. Love it. Okay. I joined TikTok to try and share my art and promote my card game. I've seen multiple children's books with gender-neutral animals. The next Dr. Seuss. Gender-neutral animal. Let's see here. William Merchant. It's not Merchant. It's Merchant. Sorry. He says, I joined TikTok I'm to try so to share sorry. my art and pr and promote my card game. I've seen multiple children's books with gender-neutral animals. The next Dr. Seuss. So basically he's saying that some people are now writing children's books with <laughs> with basically like SJW woke uh, you know, ideology in there trying to manipulate children into um, thinking that this is like all normal. Right? There are no genders. There's multiple genders. Well, we have a gender-neutral cat. <laughs> we have a gender-neutral cat. Valeria says that because he has been neutered. She thinks this is very funny. It's, it's funny. <laughs> uh, have you read anything else? Valeria, have you, they taught Russian children anything about the fail, failures? Failures of failures? Marxism or Leninism. Yes, thank you, Chris. <laughs> Were you taught about how uh, the Soviet Union was a failure when you were growing up? Not really. Mm. They try to cover that like, up. That's the history. It's it's uh, failed. I mean, I don't remember anything negative about communi 
communism. Communism. Yes. Really. Mm-hmm. So it's but, just it's just a history. Whatever we had like Russian Empire, USSR. So they just Russian teach it as a kind of stage of history it's as opposed history, to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Let's see here. Yes. Anonymous writes, I'll give him, I'll give you guys a hundred dollar super chat if Chris does a strip tease. Trust me. You don't want to see that. That is not worth a hundred dollars. <laughs> that is I might give you a hundred dollars and you might give it back. <laughs> it's not gonna be pretty. Uh let's see here. Let's see here. Uh binary recoil writes. I knew a girl from Colorado uh, 10 years ago. Oh no, hold on. Who ran off to Colorado. She thought drinking beer while driving was fine. Uh I said good riddance. Wow, that's pretty hardcore. I I would not have said good riddance. I would have said There's actually an old joke. Uh I think it's from um Who's that guy we actually went to his show? Uh Joe Joe Mackey. Joe Mackey. He's a conservative comedian. If you haven't seen Joe Mackey, look him up. He's amazing. M-A-C-H-I, I think his last name is. Check his stuff out on YouTube. It's hilarious. But he has this bit where he says, um, he says, people say that friends don't let friends drive drunk. But they never say anything about friends letting enemies drive drunk. <laughs> he says, I had, there was this guy, and he always bullied me in school. And uh, one day I saw him at a party, and he was all drunk, and he was trying to get into his car. And I ran up and I grabbed his, tried to grab his keys. And I was like, hey, man, don't, you're, you're drunk. Don't drive. And, uh, and he's like, screw you, you little nerd or something like that. Uh, don't tell me what to do, all this kind of stuff. And he goes, I bet you can't beat me home <laughs> or something like that. The joke goes something like that. Anyway, it's pretty funny. Look up his stuff. I can't do it justice, but look up his stuff. Joe Mackey, hilarious comedian. I love that guy. Somebody else has seen, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a plant. I'm a plant. You finally caught the live show. I think I've seen you on here before once. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, good to see you. I'm a plant. Uh, we're, we're actually just about to sign off, I think, right? We, we, we have 10 minutes left. We can take some more questions. I thought that uh, today is uh, March 4th, not the March 3rd, which is on your video. Oh, I changed it. But sometimes it doesn't switch. I don't know why. It's kind of weird. Anyway. Okay. Any more questions? Uh, wanna, question. Wanna... Otaku magnet? Okay. How dependent are Russian workers on getting paid under the table to make a living? I have heard it is quite prevalent, but that it has determinal impact on retirement benefits. That's absolutely true. Yeah, we... I mean, some people work on what we called like a black envelope, which means that your salary didn't doesn't go through pension mm-hmm. um so you don't have any retirement money mm-hmm. well that's why people have job with taxes pension retirement stuff and they have like a second job or i don't know job for cash or something like this well even if you work hard your whole life getting salary working like not for black money, just for like white money with all of the taxes, you're still getting terrible, terribly small pension. Mm-hmm. It's very small. Mm-hmm. Like my grandma worked the whole life and she's getting, well, 
not only bad, but still yeah. not enough. We send her an occasional couple of bucks here and there. Not grandma. She, she's doing Oh, you money. don't send grandma any money? She doesn't need any money. She's not asking me. And even if I will send her, she won't take any. Uh, she's got that Russian toughness. Yeah, Russians are most... They, they like helping their children or they grandchildren. Children. They don't want to be helped by their children. Yeah. Um. So your wife's son... Hold on, he had a good question here. Valeria, do they teach SJW propaganda in Russian schools? <laughs> no. Yeah, they Russians are, are actually really racist. They're really homophobic. Uh, they're really misogynist. They're basically all the things that the left pretends that conservatives are in America. Uh, Valeria, you're supposed to comment on that since you're the expert. I'm reading about how my hair is so shiny and beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what did you ask me sorry darling oh savannah dyer writes uh last time i meant to say uh that twitch uh, say twitch got cancelled also that there was 18 uh, i was 18 just to say that there are people my age who are conservatives just not many yeah if you go to um if you go to like uh cpac uh, you'll see a lot of like 18-year-old mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah. conservatives. Absolutely inspiring. Really just fantastic. I've done a lot of pictures with, with younger uh, conservatives and, and um, you know, just had like amazing conversations. These guys and, and, and girls are really smart and really uh, just really impressive people. I mean, if, if they are anything to go by, then we're in good hands going forward in the future. Um, I'm just afraid there's not enough conservative young people, but uh, but the ones who who are out there and um, so thank you, Savannah. You're very cool. I I think people like you are awesome. You're the future, obviously, and uh, I always find people like her impressive. People younger conservatives are always very impressive to me. Okay, I I think I have to answer this question. Okay, from, let me I'm, switch over to you. I'm a plant about what conditioner I'm using. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Now for the important stuff. I, I'm just glad that my uh, effort to keep my hair and like face and nails beautiful are not just not not. Oh, she just got her nails done. Show your nails to camera, darling. Is it? Yeah. Is this how? how? Yeah. There you yes. Go. Looking pretty good. Looking pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm using Kerastas. Is that how you pronounce it? Kerastas. I don't know. Well, that's what I use. Okay, Kerastas. Kerastas. Why don't you pink look one. it up on your phone and pink, then, uh, and then... pink, la pink line. Yeah, they have a many different, but I use the pink one. Go ahead and go ahead and find it on your phone. Hold it up to camera so that uh, so that I'm a plant knows what you're talking about. Um, all right, let's see here. I'll I'll take a couple of questions. Um, Frank James writes: A Russian tried to catfish me once. She was way too hot to be trying to hook up with a guy on the opposite opposite side of the planet. No, no, Frank. No, Frank, a lot of women in Russia want to get with American guys because they desperately want to come to America and and they want a guy who will take care of them. Is that not right, Valeria? Not just Russians, I think more like Ukrainian. More like Ukrainian and, and women from all over Eastern Europe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see here. <laughs> what kind of conditioner does Chris use on his back? <laughs> Very funny, Anonymous. You're hilarious. All right, let's see here. Uh, Ataku Magnet writes, uh, 
I watch a vlog of a Russian couple that were extremely grateful to American donors for money to have their baby in a private care. Never seen Russians brought nearly to tears like that. That's very cool. Is it is it um is it sort of bad medical facilities in Russia or something like that? Not good. State run, I think, are particularly bad. Well, I've been to a state run facility in Bulgaria, and it was. I mean, it's, there it's, was like spider it's, webs. It's, I mean, the walls were cracking. Spider, it it's like at least terrible thing. It's not terrible. <laughs> I mean, don't consider Moscow or Saint Petersburg. The rest of Russian medical facilities are not great. I mean, I was. I'm from small village. We don't even have hospital in village. You can die while you are like somebody driving you to the hospital because nobody will come to rescue you yeah nobody will yeah. come to help you yeah so savannah dyer is back and she writes i love the show with both of you in it uh you guys are very entertaining together you complement one another i think what she's saying is chris your show is okay but valeria's show is amazing <laughs> stop it Let's see here. Anonymous has said, you've all made my day reading my dumb jokes. I really need to get a life. <laughs> oh, we love you, Anonymous. Let's see here. Otaku Magnet wrote, the wife was hospitalized a week before and patients uh, were fed out of a bucket. What in the world? Yeah, there are some things that happen in some places in Russia, I think, that are pretty foul. Um, I mean, Russia's, Russia's got a lot of different kinds of places. So if you're in St. Petersburg or you're in Moscow, you're actually probably fine. But if you're in some of these like some of these other parts of Russia, it can be pretty it can be pretty nasty. Actually, when I was talking to Valeria about um, her hometown, not not your hometown so much, but where you went to college, we started looking on the map, and I, and and you were like, "This is our parking lot." And I'm like, "Oh, hold on, this is your parking lot. There, there's no parking lot here. It's just dirt." She's like, "Yeah, it's dirt parking lot." <laughs> And and uh, you don't have a, you you don't have a parking like assigned to you. Right. You just take a space, and somebody can take your space. And well, there is no assignment. Well, that's true for Everybody a lot of different kinds of places. But the but the fact that it's not paved was really bizarre to me. It was just, she, she's like, yeah, well, this is Russia, Chris. They don't pave anything. <laughs> like it's just dirt everywhere. And this is a university. This is a university parking lot. This is not just like somebody's. You know, redneck house. This is a an actual like establishment. No, it's, it wasn't my universe. My universe didn't have any parking lot, darling. Uh, it was just my apartment where I live. Oh, it was your like dorms kind of thing. No, no, we didn't have dorms. I lived in the flat that my aunt has. Oh, okay, all right. You had a yeah. You we didn't have dorms. I, I okay, fine. Okay. If you don't have flat, you, you, you don't go to mistake, the university. Guys. You can live in your car, whatever. <laughs> we didn't have dorms. William Marchant says, "How did you meet Sebastian Gorka?" Um, well, when I, when I came out with the show, with, with the episode about AOC, right, the brains behind AOC, everybody was really impressed with that because n nobody had seen their little video that they'd put out, and I kind of copped onto that pretty quick, and uh, I put that video out, and uh, kind of, because I had been thinking about this for some time, who, who was it that was controlling AOC? I, I realized that AOC wasn't coming up with most of the stuff she was saying, I realized she's being coached. I wanted to find out who. So I'd done some research into that. I found a video where the people who were behind AOC, the Justice Democrats, had basically said, we auditioned Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and we, we put her up and none of her positions are her own. They're all our positions that we tell her to choose and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I can't believe they're saying this on a video, right? 
<laughs> so I produced this video that went viral and everybody saw it. You know, like a billion people saw this video. Probably not a billion, but lots of people saw it. And, um, and I was being interviewed everywhere. I was being interviewed on pretty much every show except Fox. Fox didn't bring me on for some reason. Although my video did get featured on Hannity's website, which was kind of cool. Um, but I didn't get uh, I didn't get actually asked to come on any of those shows, but uh, but I did get asked to go on you know uh, did lots of them. I went on Glenn Beck, I went on you know <clears throat> Alex Jones, I went on all kinds of shows, and one of the shows I went on was was Gorka's show. Uh, and I don't know, Gorka and I just clicked. You know, so you click with some people, you don't click click with other people that y you meet. Um, I, I clicked with Glenn Beck too. Glenn Beck was an awesome guy, um, but I haven't been back on his show. Um, although the Blaze did ask me to come join their family, um, which I, I declined to do, although I really wanted to. Um, I was asked to come on to Newsmax. I actually signed a contract with Newsmax at one point, but that didn't work out for a variety of reasons. But uh, but yeah, one person that I've I've come to uh, be, befriend in this business is Sebastian Gorka, and he's, he's an awesome dude, and I go on his radio show sometimes, and uh, yeah, he's all right. Do you ever, have you ever met Gorka? Yes. When when did you? Meet I think him? so. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've said was hi. Was he on CPAC? You, you say yeah, he was at CPAC. Yeah, yeah that's probably right. Yeah, I think you've said hi to him when we were on Zoom of and course. stuff like that. Anything else? Anything else interesting? Mm, Anything well, more about your hair? Unfortunately, Anonymous says the Daily Wire was very dismissive of your AOC video. Very disappointing. Yeah, actually, there's a couple guys over there who are like, "This is not such a big deal," and. I wanted to respond and be like, you're a moron if you don't realize why this is a big deal. But uh, I didn't. I didn't. Because I respect those guys. You know, I don't want to be a dick for them. You know, it's kind of funny. I, the Daily Wire, the Daily Wire, all those guys, uh, Shapiro and all those guys, they, they kind of distinguish themselves from all the other YouTubers, uh, conservative YouTubers. There are conservative YouTubers who... We call each other, we message each other, we, we communicate in some way or another. Daily Wire guys, they don't, they have nothing to do with anybody else. They, they're like their own world. Tim Pool is kind of like that too. They just kind of do their own thing and they don't associate with anyone else, which is fine. That's their prerogative. I, I, don't, I, I don't associate with many people either, um, but I, I'm willing to communicate. So I, I'm a little bit critical of those guys specifically for that reason. Um, but they're kind of big shots. You know, they're a pretty big company and, uh, and uh, I respect them. I like all their shows. I think Ben Shapiro's great. And, um, you know, I watched all, all their stuff for a long time, but uh, I don't have a lot of time to watch that stuff anymore. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's, uh, they're just a different breed. You know, they got their own thing going. If they don't recognize the stuff that I'm putting out is valuable, you know, whatever. I obviously disagree with them, but whatever. It is what it is. Do you want to read that one or do you want me to? You, because it's... All right, the R Heretic writes, YouTube does not allow me to post a link. Sensors working overtime. Just click on my account for links, uh, for the links. Uh, keep up the amazing work, brother. You're an inspiration. Thanks so much, man. Um, yeah, it, I'm sure his YouTube channel is good. I haven't looked at it, so I can't sit here and go, this is the best YouTube channel I've ever seen, but I will definitely watch some of your videos when we get off here. And uh, okay, is there, anything, is there anything else we need to talk about, sweetie? Ah. <sighs> I saw a question about Russia. Uh, Binary Recoil writes, having a political party declare somebody 
declare someone in the party as a literal proxy slash puppet is a very big deal. And this is the first I've heard of it. Well, that's that's exactly my point. My point was that, look, if you're going to put up somebody as a representative of your group, say uh, we're a special group, we have specific policies, like say the Heritage Foundation. Like say the Heritage Foundation says we're going to support this person in their candidacy and he's going to follow the um the principles of the heritage foundation and we're going to um tell this person how to vote we're going to tell this person what policies to promote and all that kind of stuff i actually think that's okay if you announce that before they run or while they're running for office if you run them as a traditional candidate and and you know they ran aoc as like you know Alexandria from the Bronx, you know, or whatever it was. But Alexandria was not from the Bronx. Alexandria was from one of the wealthiest uh, counties in the country in New York. And she was like, well, I had family in the Bronx, so I went there from time to time. And, and that's supposed to justify it, right? And she also ran as a Latino woman in a Latino, heavily Latino district. Uh, and the reality was that the, that the guys that were running her were white men. Well, right. Well, one of them was an Indian guy uh, from India, and then the other two were white men, the guys that ran her campaign, essentially, and got her elected. And so they were getting these sort of leftist, Marxist... Okay, they, they don't... They claim they're not Marxists. <laughs> I beg to differ. We, we, we argue about that. But you got these leftist men running her campaign and making the decisions for her, uh, and but she's presenting herself as this Latino woman representing... Her, her district, but she's, it wasn't that, it wasn't that, it was a deception, it was in fact a deception of the voters, uh, and so to me that was actually a big deal. Okay, Otaku Magnet, one more question, is Putin trying to encourage people to build private homes to move people out of USSR apartment buildings? No, I mean they're building more apartment buildings, like new ones, but they don't encourage build private homes. They just fixing USSR USSR buildings. Like my my parents' building just maybe a year ago got fixed, like from outside, like beautifully. So like no just bricks, like naked just mm -hmm. simple bricks, just nice outside. Yeah. Orange. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to say our cat's getting smarter. He's um found a way to tap this uh that little spring thing in the bathroom to try to get our attention like hey guys i'm trapped in here we're like we know you're trapped in there yeah. <laughs> sorry that's on purpose all right rand cooley writes uh just caught you guys live hello from eugene i watch your show at work at on the night shift should do a meet sometime here in oregon keep up the good work rand cooley i'll tell you what uh my sister lives in eugene we've been to eugene several times we love eugene Honestly, you guys, if you've never, if you don't know what Eugene, Oregon is, just type it in, just type it into uh, to to Google or Bing or something like that, and and hit the image. I mean, Eugene is one of the most beautiful places in the country. The only reason I would never live there is that I hate my family. No, I don't really. <laughs> no, I don't really. Uh, my sister's amazing. She's got some beautiful nieces. She's got a great husband. Uh, that that family is an awesome family, and I absolutely love Eugene. Uh, uh, such a cool, cool part of the country, and uh, yeah, if I if I do go to Eugene uh, Valeria, make sure you mark this guy's name down, Rand Cooley. Uh, we'll go ahead and look you up. We'll go have a cup of coffee. All right. So, uh, anything else? Do we do we want to read anything more? Uh, I think we are. Teflon Don writes: South Oregon and North California should create their own state. 
Yeah, uh, northern Northern California is actually really nice as well. It's very similar to southern Southern Oregon, and uh, a lot of trees, a lot of forests. That's where they shot uh, Return of the Jedi. They have the uh, they have the redwood forest up there. Um, absolutely beautiful country. Let's see here. <laughs> Bigfoot, uh, big, uh, Bigfoot, te chipmunk writes. My kids call that spring thing the badada <laughs> because when you hit it, it goes badada. That's my guess. So that's what I'm guessing. That's pretty funny. Let's see here. Let's see here. What else do we got? <laughs> I can't read that one. Uh. Okay, I can't read that one. Let's see here. I'm a plant writes, Hey, Americans. Did you know since Mr. Potato Head took office, foreign countries have been getting green card lottery ads like mad? Ooh, I had not. I had. I did not know that. That's fascinating. So now people are being told like, Hey, come to America. Yeah, they increased um, how many green cards Russia can get. Before it was 50,000. Now it's like 80,000. Really? So wow, that's that's a that's a pretty significant jump. It is, yes, almost like almost. Yeah, it's twice, like a fifty percent jump, a little over that. Well, that's fantastic. All right, well, darling, would you like to say goodbye? Yes, goodbye, good night. <laughs> good night. Well, see uh, you tomorrow. I'm toxic. She's masculine, and together we are toxic masculinity. <laughs> toxic masculinity. I can't. I can't do this voice. Uh, yeah, oh, you can. Come on, she can do the voice. She's just pretending. All right, guys, we will see you guys tomorrow night. Uh, and thank you for the chats, and we will we'll see you soon. Good night.